Hi guys, welcome to the Higher Points, and uh, we're coming at you with a uh, short episode of To The Point. Um, we've just got some little random issues we're going to talk about today. I've got a, um, just a little update on our uh, medical marijuana bill here in Kansas. Um, they did finally come to terms with one, and uh, they, actually I think it was Friday, released a... Um, it's S Senate Bill 560 is what it is, and so this will probably be released after the fact. So when you hear this, it's already gonna then be debated and hopefully passed. We'll see. It'll um, pass for a vote, right? Like it'll. It's supposed to hit the floor next week. Oh, I thought you were talking about it was going to committee. It's going to committee this week, and they're hoping the week ah, after it's gonna hit the floor. Okay, gotcha. If it. But then after that week, they go on to break. And so then it'll be like late April before it gets it hits the floor. So gotcha. they're hoping they can streamline it and it hits the floor here in the end of March. Okay, gotcha. Um, but there's all sorts of, uh, I mean, the thing is, um, we're trying to get a bill passed, period. We're, we really are not super concerned with what it says because... The date for um, all the rules and regulations to be written is July. They're trying to move it to July 1st, 2023. Um, so that means we won't grow that year. So our first real growing season and year of cannabis in Kansas would be 2024. Um, so we've got the rest of this um, session to get it passed. And then the next year we'll be able to get it changed and molded into something that we can use and that would work for our farmers, our dispensary owners in Kansas. Um, what, are, what are some of the things that you're, that are big hurdles right now with the current bill? The current bill. So, um, we, our license fee would be like $400,000. And that's just, that's just, the just fee to get to, the license, to get to, to be able to grow it, not counting, any materials and exterior lighting and yeah. locks and all that kind of stuff. So that is strictly just a license. Like you're not talking anything else. Um, so that high point farms is not growing medical marijuana at that price point. We can't, we couldn't afford it. Like we would not make any money. I mean, realistically you're talking about half a million just to, or, yeah, half a million just to get on the books. Yeah. So you'd have to realistically talking, probably come up with more like a million at least. Yeah. Just if, to, if we would do a seed to sale like we're doing now, so we'd have to have a dispensary too, which is this dispensary license is going to be like $100,000. But that's a two-year, so it's fifty grand a year, which is better than the farmers because that's 400000 for one year. Yeah. You know, and if you're looking at – um. $2,000 a pound, which is compare. I mean, that's competitive with the black market, um, is the way we've kind of been talking at the chamber and stuff. So that could price out some of the black market sales. Um, you're looking at a lot of plants in a little bit of an area because that $400,000 for a thousand square feet. Didn't you say you thought that might have been a typo? The typo was four thousand dollars per square foot oh 
Got you. So they're thinking it's supposed to be $4,000 per 100 square foot. Got you. So still talking a bunch of money. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then also, you know, you handed me the stuff for, you know, the security. And, and, And I get the idea behind the security, and I guess it makes some sense. But, it, but what's interesting to me is is that uh, you have a uh, pharmacy that has all kinds of crazy controlled substances in them, and they don't have to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know who is huge? If you read this, Bill, there's a lot of it written because of pharmaceutical companies that have lobbied to get things in there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like you have oxy oxy inside of a, inside of a, a pharmacy, and they don't they don't have to do any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. They don't they're not required to have, you know, exterior lighting and and around the entire perimeter of the property and all this other kind of stuff. And they have stuff that you know has is known to kill people. Far more dangerous than <laughs> any weed plant you can ever. And and if you think about the potency levels of what they actually have, I mean they have tons of stuff that is incredibly potent and could potentially be deadly. <clears throat> so that's that's just interesting when you when you put it into that perspective. It's yeah. The bill we're getting now is going to be good enough for this year because we're going to get it changed and to where we can use it the next year. So it's going to pass. You guys aren't going to get any medical cannabis in Kansas probably until 2024. So just at the earliest. Yeah. And even then its availability is probably going to be limited and it's, it's cost to, is going to probably be high. You know, it's going to have to, cause it's got to be grown in Kansas. It can't come from out of state. Yeah. Cause you um, talk about inter, inter versus intra state commerce. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there could be a federal legalization or de- decriminalization before Kansas passes it, and that's just going to – we're screwed then. I mean, these out-of-state – these guys from out-of-state in Colorado. That are already set Missouri up. and Oklahoma just come carrying these briefcases of cash in. The market's – us small guys here in Kansas aren't going to be able to compete with that. Yeah. You know, they've already got the capital and the the products and the business plan and – the expertise mm-hmm. of just uh, actually raising the plants and, you know, the things that you, you're you still learning even with your hemp and you've been at it for a number of years now. Yeah. It's it's frustrating, but we're going to take what we can get for this first go-round. Yeah. Um, they did add some good things in there with, like, patient access and adding different um, ailments and stuff, sicknesses that you can get medical marijuana prescribed for you for so there was some good additions from such as i think it was some mental health stuff that they okay. added um there was some others i i hear in the camp the coalition a lot of the uh board members are nurses cannabis nurses and um there's a lot of terms that are thrown around that are just over my head <laughs> <laughs> um so they're more of the, they dumb it down for, for me so that I can kind of understand, I guess. Yeah. Some of us people who aren't the cannabis nurses and they don't exactly talk about the ailments and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because it it is, it is medical. It's not recreational. 
And when I go to look at the bill, I'm looking at like how it's going to affect high point farms and our grow and this and that, you know, and that's not necessarily like <clears throat> in our wheelhouse, I guess. So is that something that you guys think you can actually fold into high point farms or do you think it's going to be something to protect yourself that's separate from high point farms in case things don't go the way they're intended? So like in Colorado, I think a lot of it is they're in the same building, CBD and marijuana but um the taxation and everything is different on it medical versus recreational and this and that and so i think a lot of them are separate entities but they're under the same ownership and in the same store and that kind of thing so we could vertically integrate similar like we are now um but we'll just we got to wait and see what these licenses are going to be like. Because we've got to come up with a half million dollars for licenses, we're out. Yeah, you're just going to stick with the, with what you got going on. We honestly might. We'd just skip out on growing it and do a dispensary and source our marijuana. Might be what we have to do. Yeah, makes sense. So, I mean, we can still <laughs> sell it under that Kansas Made. And we can put, um, say, hey, we would really like it grown this way. This is the way we've done it with hemp. You know, um, we can put some of those requirements but the thing is with that i mean they're going to be growing in metal buildings you know completely different than we're growing now right so it's just a whole nother ball game man well and there's also so much that you know there's only so much that the senate bill can really address mm -hmm. you're going to have a lot of like what they call kars kansas administrative regulations that is going to become up like didn't you say they were basically looking at kind of renaming alcohol alcohol beverage control is going to be like alcohol and cannabis cola or whatever you call it I, yeah alcohol beverage and cannabis control or something like yeah that. so so basically abc what is abc right now is going to have to come up with kind of the regulations of like for instance one of the things in here is it talked about um quote unquote adequate security well that's that's very very vague you know it just depends like is a deadbolt on a door, is that adequate security, you know, or does there have to be a, a deadbolt with 13 cameras and 480 lights? Like it just, and then a guy on the other side of the door with an Uzi, <laughs> like St. Louis, like in St. Louis, you've got to have armed security at dispensaries. This is not a, this is not a, a grow in Mexico. We're talking oh. about Kansas. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> so maybe like an AR 15, but not an Uzi. Oh, okay. Maybe <laughs> you can actually get Uzis. I know. Frank Clark carried one around in L.A. That didn't work out for him. <laughs> Chiefs defensive end. But, um, but you know, it, so there's a lot of things that are still kind of unanswered questions when it comes to this kind of stuff because there's a lot of gray area as it, in a way as it should be with some stuff with the Senate bill. But the downside is it's kind of like what, what you get with the ATF is the ATF is basically the, the way that the – Congress has handled the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Farms, and Explosives is they basically say, hey, um, you know, whatever you say is the law is the law. They basically give them a wide swath to kind of say, well, this is the regulation now. And because that's the way Congress has set it up, like that's the regulation. That's kind of the way this is going to be. So while that's a good thing, sometimes it, it just depends on, I guess, kind of who's running it and how they feel about it, because they could make it so prohibitive because they have the freedom under the KRs to make it essentially what they want or what they feel or what they're lobbied to feel. Um, 
then then it, it could be a bad thing. So it's there's so much gray area and there's so much in the air that doesn't really give any certainty. It's, I don't know, it's a mess right now. And what's happening, you know, like the more restriction they put on this, like the more the black market's going to thrive, you know. And we talked about this in our meeting earlier, you know, it's like a pendulum, you know, trying to find that middle ground yeah. to where... And everybody thinks that work. middle ground somewhere different. Yeah. Like the KBI and the um, Democratic Party, complete opposites, you know. Democratic right. Party, they want home grows. Yeah. You know. And the KBI, I don't even think they want cannabis in Kansas. <laughs> so it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a fight for the next two years for this well i can tell you i can tell you just from what the the little bit of pushback that i received from my job it's all about image it's all about like how we're perceived and so there may be people inside of the kbi that are like why why are we doing this this is not right and it's just it's just all the politics and the image and how we're going to be perceived and how we're going to be seen rather than you know just saying just standing up for what you believe in and just saying that like I'm not saying you have to be like, let's put doobies in the hands of babies. You know, that's not what I'm, what we're saying, or even what the coalition's advocating for. Well, why not? And <laughs> God, <laughs> way way to set that up. That was just great. <laughs> but but I mean, it, of just it's all about that image, and it's like you know, at some point, you kind of have to just stand up, stand up for what you think is right, stand up for what you believe in, and <clears throat> it may be unpopular. I mean, let's face it. It, it, let's let's take cannabis out of the equation and maybe the way that you manage or way that you hire people or the way that you fire people or whatever like you're standing up for something that you believe in and making those decisions and sometimes those decisions aren't always popular this is the same thing mm-hmm. <laughs> it's i mean just the rest of the country is going to look at kansas and be like they're the only state who hasn't passed a marijuana bill but my thing is is ev- right wing nuts <laughs> every everyone around us is already growing it mm-hmm so if you think that those grows and that weed is not making it to Kansas and being sold, you are fooling yourself. And there are people that are making ass loads of money, unregulated, mm-hmm. and they're not. There's, there's, Kansas yeah. isn't getting their tax dollars. Well, off and it. more importantly, it's not being monitored or measured or anything in any way, shape, or form at all. Mm-hmm. Where you know things can be laced with stuff like fentanyl is a big deal. Like drug dealers want people to come back for their product, and you know, cannabis is not nearly as addictive. It does have addictive properties. Delta nine does over time have addictive properties. Um, and the science backs that. So if you're listening to this and want to argue with me, you're wrong. Um, but there, there, it, it's not as addictive as say like meth crack, you know, like not even in the same area. So you want, yeah. So you want people to come back, right? So they're putting things on their cannabis, say like fentanyl, make it hit a little harder. Plus people now want it. I mean, that happens. That's not like super common, right? I'm not trying to be the, like, say that marijuana is the bathtub gin. But, um, you know, you're going to get those people that they're bringing that stuff over here and it's not controlled. It's not monitored. Whereas now, if you have like a medical grill where you are being monitored by the state, like you have to have this certain potency or under this amount or that, where there's at least some control mechanism in place to ensure that what people are getting is what is it's actually quality. being advertised. You know, like, and that's something we're really not required to do is like show our certificate of analysis or that our products don't have heavy metals or pesticides and this and that in it. But we get those tests. Those tests are expensive. No, but the black market growers, they do that. They what? They they show their certificates for all that stuff about heavy metals. You know, they definitely do all that, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Oh, there's this much. So fentanyl. let's just go ahead and keep it illegal to where it makes it more profitable for the black market people. Sounds like a fantastic idea, Kansas. Good job. Yep. Y'all are just making the perfect decisions. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It, me either, man. It's I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand like why why it's even a fight still. I just it's mind boggling me because there's there's been polls that show like like in. You know, these polls could have been done in Lawrence, Kansas. But they were like, 70% of people support a medical marijuana program in Kansas, you know. And it it was like, 50s support recreational. You know, like 50%. I don't know, I just don't understand it. You know, you know me and where I stand on that. I, I am a big proponent of the medical, the recreational, I'm not quite sold on yet. I, but The but, way I look at it, you know... <clears throat> In my eyes, recreational, it's no different than alcohol. Yeah. It's not, really. It, it's, I mean, it's impairing. It, it's not as addictive as alcohol or tobacco. Um, you don't, it's not as bad for your health as alcohol is. I, can I, can I retort and argue with you a little bit there? Mm-hmm. So the difference is, well, I agree with some of your points is people are pretty well educated on alcohol. We understand its effects. We understand how it processes through the body better. And as far as it's, it's easy for me to go to my dad and say, you know, Hey, should I drink this whole handle of vodka and him to tell me, no, son, that'll make you sick. You'll feel like crap, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, there's a lot more awareness and understanding of alcohol and stuff than there is of marijuana. And so that's kind of where I think that that would be the logical step when you talk about that, you know, we're passing a bill and then we're going to kind of, to me, the medical is the logical step where now doctors can advise you and educate you that can then also be potentially passed on. I mean, uh, and, and that's where I'm at with it of, like I've said with Amy in here of, you know, eat a piece of the cookie, not the whole fucking cookie. Um, you know, and, and if you've never smoked before ever, you probably shouldn't start with butters, waxes and stuff like that. Right. You know, but the thing is like teenagers, when they first drink, most of the time they, they send it and they get sick, you know, they make themselves sick and that's, that's how you learn your, that's how you learn that. Okay. I can't do that again. And most of the time you're going to have the same outcome if you, smoke too much weed or you take eat the whole cookie you know you're gonna be like oh i puked i'm not doing that again well yeah but so so we're talking we're segueing into like parenting and mm-hmm. whether you've been adequately parented but how does a parent adequately parent someone that they have no experience with right that'd be like you trying to teach me how to father my children wait right? who, but who doesn't like i would say a lot, a lot more people than they lead on have knowledge about cannabis, have smoked cannabis. Well, I'm not arguing that, but oh, okay. I'm just saying how many times, how many people have you met that you tell me constantly that you meet at the, um, like the flea markets and the things you do that they're like, you're selling that weed. That's illegal. Like there's no education. Like if I walked up and I put a Bud Light on the table and put $2 next to it, Nobody in their right mind is going to question me about that. Nobody. Because everybody's educated. Everybody knows about it. Whereas, with, even with just hemp and CBD that is non-psychoactive, they don't know shit about it. 
And so how do you adequately parent and teach and train someone on something you don't know? So that's where you I'm educate at. Educate yourself. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we can agree to disagree on it, and I'm fine with that. But I'm just saying that's that's where my thought process comes from. Because the studies are out there. <clears throat> they may not be in the United States, but those studies are out there. But how many people are reading those? That's, not very many. <laughs> that's on that parent, in my opinion. That is on that parent Agreed. to educate themselves. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I agree with that. And I mean, that's a lot of the fight we're fighting right now is because people don't know how to parent, and they don't educate themselves because those people walking by. I guarantee you if I went up to them and say, hey, you want to learn about this? They're going to say, no, I don't want to educate myself on it because yeah. I've heard it. Yeah. Well, that one guy you told me about, like that was what, last week or the week before. Yeah, no, I know, again today at the I know as much as I want to know. We were you know? talking about, we were talking to this lady. She bought a salve from us and someone, I just see someone walking by in the background. She looks like, looks again, just, and just is like bitching and griping the whole way she walks by, like <laughs> glancing at it, like, kidding me you freaking I, drug almost, dealer like i wanted to like say hey ma'am let's have a conversation i didn't <laughs> well you were helping a customer at that time so i mean yeah it i don't know just i mean that stuff happens um but that is on the ignorance of people not wanting to educate themselves yeah i'm not gonna argue with you i mean but but there's also a lot of things that you and i don't know about quantum physics but that has a lot to do with our life and how we live and why things happen the way they do. So, I mean, it's just, it's just one of them things of, um, you know, when it comes to, but, but like quantum, like quantum mechanics isn't something that's put in front of our face, whereas marijuana could potentially be something very easily put in front of our face to understand. I mean, it's going to be, and you know, like it's, I feel like we're in a spot now to where we've seen the opioid epidemic and the way tobacco companies used to advertise and, preventative measures have already been put in place in like Colorado. Like you can't like gummies, they're gumdrops. I mean, or just squares. They don't yeah, do they gummy can't be bears, in the bears or dinosaurs, yeah. you know, or like, worms or, um, it can't be like attractive to kids. Yeah. That's a good thing. You know, um, even though like cannabis can help kids too, Yeah, you know, and kids will get prescriptions for it, which, you know, like it's been proven to help with seizures and this and that. And <clears> is that in this part of the bill where if you even kids can I have did, access to it? I haven't seen. I, I think there is. I read something about like it's 18 and up for the most part unless you like, like otherwise prescribed by this doctor and I think another doctor. Uh, okay. So and you, you can only get this certain supply and get a 30-day supply of whatever you're prescribed of this. But you can also get more if this doctor and another doctor both say, hey, he can get more, you know. Well, which is also interesting to me because let's face it, the opioid epidemic proved this, that you can just doctor shop until you get what you want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, geez. How, how do these, how are these, you know, lawyers and politicians not learning from this stuff? It just doesn't make sense. I mean, and if it made sense, then, I mean, like I've said many times on my Instagram, poly, Latin for many, ticks, blood sucking, animals, politics. I mean, it's all, all this stuff that's in here is because, like you said, somebody lobbied for it or somebody feels that it's right or whatever and they like want their piece of the puzzle. Shit. There's probably someone that's got a security company already set up to go do this stuff, honestly. And they lobby, they threw in the money to lobby this to put it in there. And they're going to keep be, throwing money at it. Or it'd be easy for them to morph their company into yeah. that. You know. Yeah, I get I get it. I'm with you on that. Um, I hate it. Oh, God. I hate it. 
<laughs> I hate our government. <clears throat> you know, I I used to consider myself like a Republican right wing. And you know, I'm I'm still further right than I am left, but both parties are dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, I say I'd have to I'd have to say that I definitely align significantly more with libertarian. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. You leave me alone and I'll leave you alone, right? You know, if, if if I've got 50 plants in my backyard that I'm growing, that I'm selling to little kids and they're and they're having adverse reactions, I'm now affecting someone else, mm-hmm. right? Now, now this is when you should be getting involved in my life as the government. Um, you know, and then this can be a whole nother to the point, but like, you know, especially when it comes to the taxation, like you have 400 grand for that. Like, okay, now where's that money going to be put? Is that going to be put in the pothole fund? There's probably going to be a freaking 40% tax on cannabis too, you know? That's just it. I mean, how many, how many times are we going to allow our government to tax us? We already pay income tax, sales tax, property tax, you know, um, capital gains, taxes, investment taxes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm just going to quit you're, paying taxes. You're quintuple and quadruple taxed, you know, on pretty much everything. And you this is just tax another when you die. Yeah. This is just another example of it. And it's just, it's just like I, you know, that, that thing I posted on my Instagram of, you know, you got people that are in their seventies and eighties who are usually, you know, seen as like with their mental, their natural mental decline and stuff that, they're not unemployable yet. They're running our country. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just frustrating. And this isn't me like attacking the elderly. Like, if you can do your job and you're mentally competent, and everything by all means go for it. But I think our uh, president is showing that he's not there, not quite there. And I think there's a lot of them up there. I mean, in our government well, that are look that at way. look no further than Nancy Pelosi during the freaking State of the Union address. That lady was whew. Like, I thought she was going to, like, have you ever heard of what's called bruxism? Mm. Brux, bruxism is the grinding of your teeth. And that's one thing we look for is DREs. When you do, we actually do a quote-unquote oral exam. We put put a light in your mouth. Not literally like in, but just like the light. Yeah. And we look for, because your teeth will have areas where it's been ground down if you're, if you're using stimulants because you grind your teeth. And if you watch Nancy Pelosi... I guarantee there was something like Adderall on board just to keep her going through that. And yeah. look at Diane Feinstein. Like you can just use, there's a point with which you can just see it. You can just see the decline and these people just keep getting elected. And it's like, I wonder if somebody like takes the pen in their hand and like checks boxes and writes for them sometimes. But I know in like during that deal, what's her name? Uh, like yelled out at Biden, like in the middle of it, you know, yeah. interrupted him. And because the Democrats the- are like, oh man, she's so childish, this and that. She needs to be kicked off Capitol Hill. And well, you know what? At Trump's last State of the Union, Nancy Pelosi stood up there like a child and tore apart his, um, his speech in front of everybody. You know, like the, Pol- the, the, both politics. sides are, they're Pol- fucking children. Yes. <laughs> politics, like you said, politics, man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like it's... I said, more and more, I'm 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 going to libertarian. Ugh, it's fuck them all, pretty much. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, gross. I I have a lot more. I have a lot more. Um, I guess faith and like more local government. You know, like our our city commissions and and to a certain extent, some of our state government. It just depends on what the thing is, but I, and, and yeah, and. There's more accountability at the local level when you're living amongst the people. Whereas we have of- had some reps reach out to us, like someone, uh, what's his name? 
He's the rep for like the Bueller area. Like reach out to my dad about the Delta eight issue and this and that. And you know, like that doesn't happen very often, you know, typically those, not necessarily at the state level, but definitely at the federal level, you know, those guys get up there and they don't give a shit about their constituents anymore. They're just looking for the next guy that's going to line their pocket in DC. <laughs> well, um, when you say reach out, what to like be educated of like, he wanted, what is Delta he a wanted or? our opinion <clears throat> on the Delta eight issue that's going on with okay. it being legal versus not. Oh, okay. And the HB 2706, which is going to make it legal again. Again? It already is. It's not. Federally. Federally it is. Kansas is not. Didn't didn't Attorney General just release this thing as long as it was hemp-derived, it was good to go? Yeah, The Attorney General just gave an opinion on the, this. The, uh, the way it reads in Kansas, it says THC is any... Any THC product is illegal, oh. basically. Whereas yeah. Delta Eight is that federal. It says Delta Nine. Products. I gotcha. So they're basically just going to change the verbiage. They're going it, to. It's going to say Delta Nine THC. Yeah. So it's going to bring it up to the federal standard. Gotcha. But then, in like the K, uh, the KBI and the fire marshal. <laughs> both said that they would be willing to have these conversations and stuff like in person in these meetings after the meetings were over. Nah, they don't want to talk about it anymore. Again, politics. But, <laughs> um, like KDA, the Kansas Department of Ag has said, yes, like if we get something through, like we will resubmit our program to the federal government to have it reviewed. And so that's kind of where we're at. Like we're hoping that that happens, but, they like to drag their feet on this stuff. So you guys aren't selling any Delta 8 cartridges then? Nope, we are. <laughs> Do you want me to edit that out? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. 3037, all right. We're, we're waiting until uh, um, we get a letter from the county. Either we're going to get a letter or we're going to come in here and arrest you. <laughs> <laughs> And then all of you by proxy. Yeah. I'll edit all that out. That's fine. You don't have to. You probably should. Yeah, I will just to make sure you guys are safe. I wouldn't want to cause any undue like, yeah, distress to your, you guys. The whole situation is... It sucks. <laughs> but, we're you know, like if we have to get rid of Delta 8, we'll be okay. Yeah, I'll say, at least on the upside, it's not like overreaching where it's like CBD is now... And, like the medical marijuana, if it doesn't pass, we're going to be okay. Like we're still going to grow our High Point Farm CBD brand and we're going to, because it helps people. I've seen it change people's lives, you know. It's helped me. I mean, I use your salve, so it's helped me. We're going to keep pushing that product and we'll see what happens. Cool. All right. Well, uh, I think that's, we're coming up on time. Uh, everybody, thanks for taking the opportunity to listen to the Higher Points podcast. We're really great, grateful and just humble that you are gathered with us today. Uh, keep in mind, we're going to be giving away the cornhole board. So keep an keep a eye on our social media for more uh, information on that. Also, we're going to be doing uh, ads on the podcast for anybody that wants to, you know, promote a specific event or any type of a uh, their business or a product that they have or anything like that. Uh, reach out to Nate or I. You can find our emails on uh, www.thehigherpoints.com if you click on the contact button. 
but also check us out on Instagram at the higher points and on Facebook at the higher points podcast. And we're pretty much streamed on every service that you can think of. Um, I'm not saying, I'm not saying everyone, but pretty close to every one of the major ones that are used. So, uh, just, uh, give us a rating and a review. Let us know, continue to give us the feedback. Again, we're humbled that you're here. Thanks for taking the time to join with us. We'll catch up with you next time. 